This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode number 134 of the Holland Assets Podcast. I am Craig, your host. And over there, and when I say over there, I mean like really, really over there somewhere. It is Chris. How's it going, Chris? Good. How you doing? You know, I'm good. I am in my soft chair uh, in my comfortable studio, not on the road. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done this, and we've never done it via video. Um, we right. back in the days when I was driving all the time, we didn't we didn't do video. So, anyway, as you can, most people can probably tell at this point, uh, I'm I'm actually in the truck out on the road doing a, a few day trip. Uh, when we were texting earlier today, you were in Prosser, Washington. Uh, you going west or east? Right, still heading west. Heading west. I'll, uh, right. I, where I'm at right now, I'm just outside of Seattle. Mm. Um, about, Are you still on the other side of the Cascades? I am, yeah. So I still have to go up Snoqualmie Pass, but just barely on the other side of it. I'm, I'm in I'm at a, a rest stop. I mean, you, you take this route I take somewhat this route regularly. all the time. In yeah. fact, this is a tip for you and for everybody else. Chris, you mentioned, again, like way back when the show was kind of first starting about uh, tips for nutrition on the road, right? You don't want to just be eating salty fast food all day or tons of sugar or whatever. Uh, in Thorpe, Washington is my favorite fruit stand. Um, it, you'll, it, you cannot miss it. If it's you're a driving, big, huge one with like cherries. Big, yeah, yep, yeah. I just barely passed it like not too long ago. Yeah, it's a, well, I, you know, if you come this way on your way out of town, I highly recommend to stop there for some fresh fruit. Um, yeah, you can get some other snacks and munchies and whatnot, but uh, it's it, it, that's my favorite place to stop when I'm coming out of Washington and I just come over the pass or coming out of Seattle. I mean, coming over the pass and I'm, you know, just want to gear up for the plains ahead through central Washington and Oregon. So you're in one of my favorite parts of the country, man. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful up here. I'm I'm probably in the only rest stop between there and Seattle, at, at least for sure between there and Snoqualmie mm. Pass. Yeah. Okay, I know exactly where you are then. Okay, very cool. And for all those of you who want to stalk Chris, too late. He's already gone. We're recording this ahead of time, okay? Well, um, actually, I will still be if people are listening to this on Wednesday, I will still be on the road cuz I'm picking up or I'm dropping this load off first thing Wednesday morning and picking up another load Wednesday afternoon and headed back to Utah. So um, if anybody, uh, it, it might, the stars would have to line to make it happen, but if we can make it happen, I'd love to. I actually just posted a video on Facebook um, of the, uh, of me in the truck. And so if you go to our Facebook page, look up that video um, and comment on it, where you're going to be. If you're somewhere between, you know, on 84, between Salt Lake mm -hmm. City and, and Seattle, um, hit me up and let's see if we can, if we can make it work. And, and, uh, I'd love to, love to look you in the eye, shake your hand and say, thanks for listening. Yeah, that'd be really fun. All right. Well, Chris, today we're talking July financials. I've got my, uh, my notes pulled up here. We're going to go through uh, these financials episodes. It's always about, oh, was it up or was it down? And what kind of explains that, um, that for those, for the uninitiated, that's what you can expect from these financials episodes. Uh, but before we do that, uh, 
share a little bit. I want you to share a little bit about how things are going for the company. If there are any highlights from the last couple of weeks or lowlights that we want to know about before we get into the numbers. Um, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about it when we get when we get into the numbers. But it's still it's another tough month uh, in July, and uh, you know we're we're just you know one of those things. We're going to try to get a little bit better every day and um, get through it. I, I think I feel like like more and more, and, I, and I've said this before, like it's feeling more and more like we're coming to an end and that things are, are starting to slowly get better and they're not going to get better overnight. It's going to take a little while before we get back to um, a good, healthy freight market. Yeah. Okay. So Chris, I want to get more details about how it's been out on the road, but before I do, I do want to remind people to go to hollandassetsllc.com uh, for full show notes, for links, for the documentation uh, for, of what we're going to talk about today, the numbers, the profit and loss statement. It's all there at hollandassetsllc.com. Uh, let's see, what else? Motorcarrierhq.com is where you can go get some tools and tips and people to help you out on your journey toward ownership and leave us a kind review if you enjoy what we do here. And in a few minutes, we will also get to our sponsor for the day, Merrimack Solutions. But for now, Chris, uh, tell me more about life on the road. Is it everything you remember <laughs> and more? <laughs> yep. It's, it's actually been really good. I've, I think I've talked to you a little bit about it. I've, I've kind of missed being on the road. I, I feel like I haven't found a good balance between home time and road time and I've just not enough road time in the last year or two. Um, but, uh, I'm going to try to get out and more often than I have. And I've actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. It, it, it's been nice. I already had a few good experiences. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it and, and ready to do it uh, a little more often. I, I'd, I'd like to get out at least once a month for a few day trip like this, um, I, between family life and other things I've got going on with my other businesses that may be harder to do. Plus a truck has to be available when I'm available. So kind of all these stars have to align for me to be able to get out on the road. But uh, I, I definitely want to do that, and I do, and I do want to especially do it during the fourth quarter when you typically rates are the best and really maximize my time out on the road. Um, hopefully, um, help Holland Assets be a little bit more profitable that way, and, and start to build right. up a little bit more of a um, a little bit more of a nest egg. You know, it, it's been as everybody knows, it's been a, a tough year so far and anything we can do to kind of help move the needle, me getting on the road while, while a truck mm. would normally be sitting is one of those things that can, that can help move the, the needle in the right direction. Yeah. So if somebody uh, calls leadership and says, Hey, I need uh, a week off for family vacation or something, that's kind of going to set those alarm bells ringing going, Hey, maybe it's my chance to go out on the road. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Chris, there was also a question, a listener question that we got. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this or do you want me to tee it up for you? A question from I'll, Clay, right? It is. It's a question from Clay. It's actually a comment that he left on um, iTunes. And uh, as part of that, he, he uh, asked a question about, I, I think this was a story I told not too long ago about when we um, hired two people at Motor Carrier HQ. Um, it was early on in the history of Motor Carry HQ. At that point, it was just me and one other person. It was actually me and my mother-in-law working. And we decided it was time to hire an additional person. So we did some interviews. 
and ended up finding actually two really good people. One was exactly in line with what we were looking for for that position. But the second person that we found that we really liked was um, somebody that, that was had more had had more of a sales role. And we knew that we were within about six months of being ready to hire a salesperson. We weren't quite there yet. And um, to make a long story short, we ended up hiring both of them. It ended up being a very good decision. Um, Ariel and Tyler, they both still with us today. Um, let's see, gosh, that would be both of them. Ariel started in July and, and Tyler in August. And that was back in 2011. So 12, they both been with us for 12 years, which is, wow. which is awesome. And so it was a really good hiring decision. So Clay's question was, um, he, he asked when we hired those, that, that person, was there enough cash flow in the business to cover their expenses? And so, um, yes, there was for one, but no, there wasn't for two. And so it was kind of a, um, we, we were taking a little bit of a risk more, so more of a risk than we really kind of wanted to at that time. But we felt so confident about both people that we decided to, to roll the dice especially with the second one being the salesperson, we figured, you know, if he came in, did a really good job um, and and started pushing the needle on sales better than, than um, we had in the past with me trying to do a little bit of sales, a little bit of admin, that uh, we'd, we'd be able to make up the difference um, pretty quickly. And, and that's exactly what ended up happening. And so um, it ended up working out beautifully and, and we weren't in the negative for very long at all. And so I, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm usually a proponent of, you know, if, if you're on the fence with, with, should I hire, should I not hire? Um, if you look at it analytically, um, I'm, I'm usually in most situations, I, I think it makes sense to hire ahead of the game rather than waiting to hire too long. <laughs> yeah, like every corporation I've ever worked for that gets to a certain size, they refuse to hire until everybody's drowning and burnt out, right? Yeah. And and we've to be all honest, <laughs> we at Motor Carrier HQ, we've we've been through that situation as well. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, learn from experience, right? And yeah. uh, it's nice to have a company that can do that. So, uh sure. all right. Well, good. Anything else you wanted to say uh to or about Clay's question or comment. Just want to say thanks for submitting the question, Clay. Uh, hopefully that answers it well. And um, feel free to email, email me anytime, Clay, uh, Chris at HollandAssetsLLC.com. Well, people ought to remember that. I only say that uh, that uh, web address 10 times every episode. So Chris at HollandAssetsLLC.com. And uh, now that we've said that out loud, anybody can send their questions and comments in. We do check Facebook. We do look at those iTunes reviews. Uh, and so I can't guarantee that we'll answer every single thing that comes in, but we'd love to get those uh, so that we can hopefully answer those on the air. All right, Chris, uh, I want to get to our sponsor for the day before we do our numbers on our sponsor. People ought to be familiar with them by now. It's Merrimack Solutions. With everything that goes into running a fleet, there is no time to stay up to date on the latest driver recruiting trends. If you agree with that statement, then let me introduce you or reintroduce you to Merrimack Solutions. Uh, now, Chris, are you still working with them? Uh, do you guys still have a kind of pipeline going with Merrimack? We do, yeah, they're, they're actually, I think we're towards the tail end of a month of uh, of of hiring with them, and 
as always, it, it's turned out well. We've got some really good leads and um, should have a actually a couple new drivers starting here shortly. Nice, nice. Well, just to remind everybody, Merrimack Solutions is a relationship-driven company that specializes in Facebook advertising for driver recruiting. And as you've heard us talk about for a while now, Chris has used them to great success. Uh, in fact, 73% of job seekers uh, between the ages of 18 and 34, so 73% of them found their last job through social media. So if you use Merrimack, you may reach a younger set of drivers more consistently with those uh, with the Merrimack solutions. So speak with drivers who are interested in your company. Don't waste your time on leads shared with every other carrier near you. It's time to get your trucks out of the yard and grow your fleet. Contact Merrimack Solutions today by going to merrimacksolutions.com slash hire now. That's M-E-R-A-M-E-C solutions.com slash hire now and speak with someone about how they can help you hire the truckers your business needs. And here's a special offer for Holland Assets listeners. For a limited time, Holland Assets listeners can claim one week of driver recruiting services risk-free. Merrimack Solutions is so confident in their services that they will pay for one week of your campaign without asking for any type of commitment from you. So go to merrimacksolutions.com slash hire now to sign up today. Uh, and for those of you who don't want to write down that web address, don't worry. I will throw that in the uh, uh, show notes. What do we call that? Yeah, the show notes. <laughs> so there will be a link there. It'll be very simple. And again, you can get a week of driver recruiting risk-free. Thank you to Merrimack Solutions for sponsoring this episode of the Holland Assets podcast. All right, Chris, numbers. Numbers. Before, you, well, oh. I'm going to, I'm going to give a little preface. I, you know, talk a little bit about some things before we get into the actual numbers. Um, August or July, just like um, June was a little bit of a tough month. I anticipate that August is probably going to be a little bit of a tough month as well. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's the summertime. The summertime is usually a little harder. You've got more people taking vacations. You don't get as many miles per truck. The freight market itself is, is not the greatest. And, and, you know, over the course of the last year plus, we've been in a, a tough freight market. Um, but you, you have to look at these things in the grander scheme of things. The freight market regularly goes up. The freight market regularly goes down. Um, and right now we're just in one of those downtimes and it, it's tough on everybody. You know, if you're, you've probably heard in the news, if you have, you know, watch anything about the freight market and the trucking industry, you saw that yellow just went out of business. That, that company has been around for 99 years. Um, they've got 30,000 employees that they just laid off. It's a tough market. Um, and it's affecting everybody, you know, with that being said, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, it's part of the correction. You get fewer companies in, in the mix and that'll help reduce the supply of trucks and that'll help even things out and equal things out. And so, I, again, like I feel like better times are coming and, and I'm starting to see in some of the numbers a little bit of a hint that things are starting to get a little bit better. It's still too early to say, hey, yeah, it's definitely getting better, but my spidey senses are telling me that uh, things are getting a little bit better. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, Chris, I'm I am glad that you say that. I'm hopeful as well. But at this point, you know, it's been six months, eight months, and uh, it's going to be. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Let's uh, let's get this market going, baby. 
Yeah, let's let's get it going. I hear you. A lot of people, you know, over the last little while, you know, one of the common questions I get is, how do you stay positive? You know, how do you manage this? How do you how do you yeah, you know, essentially kind of stay afloat. And, you know, I've, I've been, I, it makes me do a little bit of thinking. And so, um, I was this last weekend, I, I had drill with my military service in the national guard. And one of the things that I did is one of my favorite things to do in the military. And that's, uh, a, what's called a ruck march. You know, you put your pack on with your equipment. Um, and, and, and this one was one of those that's kind of a little bit of a competition. It's only six miles long, which for some might seem like a lot for others, not so much the, um, a lot, several courses that have a ruck march as part of their, their course and course requirements in the military, the, the distance, the standards, 12 miles. We only did six. This one's in, in, uh, memory of a, a soldier that I worked with that was killed in Afghanistan named, uh, Jim Thode, just an amazing individual, um, passed away in, I think it was 2010, um, December 3rd, I think 2010. Anyway, great guy. So did this ruck march was in honor of him, just a little friendly competition, six miles long, 35 pound rucksack. Um, and, um, you, you try to do it as fast as you can. When you do the 12 miler, you have to do it in three hours. I did the six miles and just, uh, it was like an hour and three minutes, which I felt like was a kick killer time. That is. Um, I, I was pretty happy with that. Anyway, when, when you do that and you're doing those six miles or those 12 milers, it, it, it can get really hard. And I've even done one as long as about 22 miles with, with that one was with like 60 pounds. And, right. and they get really physically demanding, really hard, wear you out. And you, all you want, your body's just screaming, stop, 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 stop. And that's kind of like what this freight market is. You know, like your mind at sometimes just, okay, just, it's never going to end. Stop, stop. But you, you just can't. And same thing with like a ruck march. You just, all you've got to do, what you do is you just concentrate and just putting one foot in front of the other and just, you know, marching along, you know, try not to think about, everything that's going on try not to think about the pain just you know focus on one foot at a time and and eventually you're going to get to where you want to be and, and i feel like that's the way it is with this freight market is we just got to keep marching along you know history has told us that the good times will come back um you just kind of have to endure a little bit of the pain to get yeah. there and and i think that's kind of what we're doing right now is enduring a little bit of that pain and uh, yeah, the whole one foot in front of the other thing uh, can take the form of, hey, I'm going to hop in the truck more often when I can and keep these trucks moving, right? Just the what's what's the next thing we have to do to take one more step to get to uh, climbing out of this valley, as you call it, right, Chris? Yep, exactly. Okay. Well, with that in mind, I think we've we've spoiled the ending here, <laughs> but we want to go through um a little bit of uh of the details like we always do so total miles run in july 2023 what are we at we are at 105,356 miles so we've got a little bit more trucks on the road in july if you remember the end of june truck 12 came online so that was the 11th truck running um and uh so that, that happened at the end of June, it ran all of July, but we had a, a quite a few drivers take longer than normal vacations. I mean, it's July, it's the mm. summertime. That's pretty normal. Yeah. And so we, we only got 105,000 miles, which I think I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. It seemed like we were at 109,000 last month. So not too much lower. 
but still for, you know, you want, you have 11 trucks on the road, so you want those to be running most of the time. Yeah, it feels a little bit low. Okay, so deadhead miles then, what did that come in at? It was 7,949 miles, which is 7.5% on the high side, but not crazy high. So, you know, we'll, we'll yep. take it. It's, it's, it's just one of those factors of a tougher freight market. You have to drive further to find freight. Mm. So what when you say drive further, you, being based in Salt Lake City, does that mean you guys are going all the way up to, say, Idaho Falls or Boise or down to, uh, you know, St. George to find loads? Or are you kind of talking about maybe not that far out of the way? Usually, I'm usually not that far. I mean, it, typically with Salt Lake, you know, up to Idaho Falls area to get a load of potatoes is not uncommon. And that, that's not as much of a function of... Um, we can't find closer loads. Um, it's just that that's where we can get our best paying loads. And they, right. you know, there's not, there's never enough trucks organic to the Idaho Falls area. It's just not that big of a population. And so they're, they are typically pay a little bit extra to get trucks out of Salt Lake to, to help compensate for that. So that's, that's pretty normal. But it's more like you take, for example, right now, you know, I'm, I'm in the Seattle area. And, um, you know, maybe I can't find another load out of Seattle that's going to Salt Lake because I, I need to just go back home. And so I have to drive down to Portland, which is like 150 miles um, right. to, uh, to find a load. Um, that's not what's happening in this case. But, you know, that's an example of what uh, why there's a little bit more deadhead than normal. Yeah, yeah. A little bit on the high side. OK, so with 105,000 miles, give or take, total revenue comes in at what? $196,152.07. Okay. All right. So anybody who's capable of fast math, and my fast math isn't great, but I'm already getting that little tingle in the back of my brain that says that's not very good as far as the rate per mile. Yeah, no, it's it's not great. Um, I, I wish that number was a little bit better. We uh, it, The rate per mile is 108. Gosh, I can't speak. A dollar eighty six a mile, which is just that's that's as bad as we've seen it in a really really long time. Yeah, is that uh, mostly a function of the freight market? Is there something going on with uh, the way your trucks are running or being driven, and anything like that, or is that just kind of we're at the mercy of the freight market? It's it's a function of the freight market. You know, yeah. it's that's just that's the way it is right now. All right. So with that in mind. Tell me just how much money hauling assets made this month. Um, well, I can't. <laughs> well, this is what I do, Chris. This is what I do. I make light of difficult situations, okay? That uh, you're just going to have to learn to deal with it. So what then was the loss, Chris? We lost $11,890.75. Oh, and the seven, the seventy five cents somehow you know when you do the <laughs> when you do the pennies uh, and it's a positive number it's uh, you know it's kind of funny when you do the pennies and it's a negative number it just makes it hurt that much a little bit just, worse right just like throwing salt in the wound exactly you know that's uh wait, forty years ago that would have been a newspaper or two you know I, I don't know what people would do with seventy five cents nowadays. But all right, so that's tough. I call it twelve thousand uh, dollars as a loss realized for July. Chris, are you freaking out? Uh, 
freaking out's probably not the right way to put it. Not, I'm not there yet. Um, luckily, we're pretty conservative with how we do things, not just with Holland Assets, but with the rest of our businesses. So I, I don't feel like uh, I'm, I'm worried that we're ready to go out of business or anything. But uh, right. I, I'm definitely I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm not feeling very comfortable with the loss and and that we need to put a little more you know we just we need to work harder and more diligently on reversing that trend that's part of the reason like i i got on the road for this load this week is Mm -hmm. like i've you know me getting out when a truck sitting is just one of those things that's going to add some additional revenue um and and help us out and so i like i said I, i expect to do this a little bit more throughout the rest of this year yeah yeah um, the other question I was going to ask you with this $12,000 loss, and uh, like I was mentioning earlier, this kind of stacks up month over month over month. Um, it, at some point, do you, if the worst happened, right? Like we just cannot continue like this anymore. Uh, the market being what it is, like things aren't just working out. Do you see, uh, like, disbanding, declaring bankruptcy and just folding kind of like yellow did? Or do you see there an opportunity at any point, any point for downsizing the company and trying to pull back a little bit? Or does it just not work that way uh, when things are going bad like this? Um, it, it can be hard to downsize because you've got, you know, we've got all these loans on equipment. Like if mm-hmm. we, if the equipment was paid for, some of them were paid for, yeah, it'd be a little bit easier to downsize. Um, in our situation, it's not, but we, we kind of, to a certain extent have, you know, we talked a, a month or so ago about canceling the rest of the orders on the trucks that we have this year. That That's as close as we can get right now. I mean, if we, if things got so bad that, I mean, we'd probably just be in a situation we'd either have to renegotiate things with banks, which I've never been through that process. I don't know how that would work mm-hmm. or we'd yeah, have to declare bankruptcy and just be done. Yeah, I was just curious about the possibility of downsizing, but it uh, sounds like the best course forward is to you know run harder and faster and stronger. So yeah. let's just hope get that works it. out. Yeah. yeah All right. Through. So let's dig into the profit and loss a little bit, get some specific numbers out. Um, with this many trucks, I know the maintenance and repairs, especially maintenance, those are going to be huge numbers, but that one was a little bit different this month, right? Even higher than normal. Yeah, it, it was. And, and kind of looking at it, I we're starting to spend a lot of money in tires. You know, we bought a few trucks at the same time a couple of years ago and both of those trucks, we had to cycle through tires recently, um, actually a handful of trucks. And so um, that's a big part of what that maintenance expenses is really just tires on uh some of our older, our older new trucks. The older new trucks. Nice. <laughs> All right. What else? What other uh, highlights do you want to pull out? Um, it was July. So we also had to pay our IFTA and use taxes to Oregon, yeah. New Mexico, Kentucky, um, all that. So there, there's a, a decent chunk of change um, in there for that. And then we also had about $7,000 in, in repairs, which isn't an outrageous amount of money. Um, it, you know, there was an $1,800 tow bill in there. I, I think I talked about that in the last episode mm. or two. Um, that's the money actually coming out because of that uh, that tow we had to do um, where the, I think it was the rear end blew up. But anyway, um, so $7,000 for 11 trucks, you know, that's less than $1,000 a month. That's 
that's not terrible. So it, it, it's not, it's not that bad. It's just, it's a little bit bigger of a number because we do have as many trucks as we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, mo, mo trucks, mo problems. Is that the <laughs> saying? Something like that. I'm paraphrasing yeah. Chris. No, that's uh, that's a true statement right there, <laughs> but more opportunities as well. So absolutely yeah, take the lumps with the good. Uh, all right, Chris. Well, it looks things are looking not so great, you know, and we hope that this doesn't last very much longer, but are there any positive notes? Is there anything from the last month or two that you want to pull out and say, you know what? I, I like where this thing is going or what happened there. Um, couple, well, a week or so ago, we, um, finished up our first load for a brand new direct shipper and it went well. Um, there was a little bit of an issue with the cargo, no fault of ours. And we did a really good job resolving it. So I think that helped, uh, help with the relationship with this new shipper. We've got, we just got our second load with them. Um, I think it's getting picked up actually today. It's either Mm -hmm. today or tomorrow. And, uh, that's a, that's a good sign. Nice. Okay. So new direct shipper. And this has been one of the things you've pointed at for months and years as a way to grow or get out of uh, the dire straits that a company can find itself in is to get as many direct shipping relationships as possible, right? Yep. So that's cool. All right. A step in the right direction. Hey, Chris, that's one step that you've taken. That was one foot put in front of the other. Yep. Okay. So. <laughs> keep keep that moving. We'll just keep doing it. Absolutely. All right, Chris. Uh, any other notes for this episode, or shall we call it for today? I think we call it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, thanks, Chris, for taking some time out while you're on the road. Thank you to Merrimack Solutions for sponsoring this episode. Thank you very much to Clay for submitting a great question for us to answer. And thank you especially to all of you for listening. This is the Holland Assets Podcast, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Craig.